Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Dawkins. Welcome to another Baltimore Ravens edition of the show today. I hope I hope you all out there in Ravens Nation are doing well and taking good care of yourselves and being safe out there and making good, smart, careful decisions. But with that being said, Ravens Nation, as we all know, the Ravens offseason has officially started. It hasn't it hasn't started started because all the Ravens free agents that are going to officially become free agents haven't officially become free agents until March. But the Ravens the Ravens off season has actually started because obviously their season ended with a very disappointing loss to the Cincinnati Bengals on wild card weekend this past Sunday night. And as we all know the as we all know the big big story about Lamar Jackson and his contract situation and his injury situation with his knee and things of that nature and how a lot of fans and media people out there have all of these opinions and all these speculative thoughts and and opinions about what Lamar should do with his own career and how Lamar needs to handle this situation. And obviously you guys know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. You guys know how I feel about the situation with him handling his injury and him handling his contract talks. You guys know how I feel about that because I mentioned how I feel about that in the last episode. But also, I'm going to explain a little bit more about the fans and how they feel about it. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later on in the show. But first off, I want to talk about the future success and the state of it with the Baltimore Ravens as it pertains to a major decision that is coming down the pike with John Harbaugh. This major decision that John Harbaugh needs to make will determine the future success of this franchise moving forward. And we all know what that major decision is. It is whether or not John Harbaugh is going to move on from Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator. A lot of us out there believe that Greg Roman, his time, his offense, and the expiration date on his offense has come and it is gone now. We all know that about three years ago, his offense peaked when Lamar won the unanimous MVP and we have had a top three to top two rushing attack in the NFL for the last five years. And when Greg Roman first got here, the Ravens off this Ravens offense, it was different. It was new. It was something that the league really had not seen before because of Lamar Jackson. But at the same time, here's the other thing. This offense that Greg Roman ran or, or, or is running it goes back 10 years. So, yes, this offense was different. And it was it was different in a way because of Lamar Jackson and, 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 and the talent in which Lamar Jackson has. But we've seen this offense before with Greg Roman, and it goes all the way back to his time in San Francisco. But when Greg, Bro- when Greg, Roman, when Greg Roman first 
took over this offense with Lamar Jackson. It was different. It was new. It was physical. It was creative. It was in your face. And a lot of teams around the league just did not know how to defend it and how to stop it. But as as of the last couple of years, as of the last season and a half, the Ravens offense has become more predictable. Also, situationally, the offense just looks lost. Like I've said before on numerous occasions, this offense looks lost. At times, it looks situationally unprepared. And the other thing is this, too. And a friend of mine mentioned this to me, and I've noticed it a lot with this team recently. And it has to do with injuries with this team. When you have guys like Rashad Bateman who are out with injury, when you have guys like Lamar Jackson who are out, when you have guys like J.K. who are out with injury, when you have guys like Ronnie Stanley who are out with injury, Devin DuVernay, you you never fully get to see how good this offense is capable of being with a fully healthy roster on the offensive side of the football. That I will admit. That that I will agree with my friend on because we've had a lot of injuries on this offense over the last couple of years. With Bateman, with DuVernay, with Stanley, with J.K., with Lamar. So when you have all of those injuries, it kind of it kind of hinders the Ravens' ability or it kind of hinders people's ability to see what this offense can do fully healthy. And and that that I will that I will give Greg Roman the the um I'm sorry, that that I will cut Greg Roman some slack on. I'ma cut him some slack on that. But at the end of but also at the same time at the same time, and I said this at the beginning of the season with Greg Roman. I said this was a make or break year for Greg Roman and and I said that for this reason. I said that this was a make or break year for Greg Roman because of the simple fact that when you have an offense like this, you have to be able to take the offense that you have and and you have to be able to not just have a first and second gear. You have to be able to have a third gear, a fourth gear, a fifth gear, and maybe even a sixth gear. And you and and a lot of us have seen with this offense mainly over the season that there is no third or fourth or fifth or sixth gear with this offense. It just it just does not exist. And that's the problem with this offense. I said I, I said this earlier on in the season. When you don't expand and you don't grow an offense and you and you don't get more creative with an offense that you've had for the past 10 years, when you don't get more and more creative with it, the offense starts to become more and more stagnant, and it starts it eventually starts to become more and more and more predictable. Which, which brings me to guys like J.K. Dobbins. When J.K. went off, and when J.K. was and when J.K. Dobbins was was as was as upset as he was with only having touched the ball 17 times throughout the entire game and he's not touching the ball during during certain crucial points in the game when it really matters you could see the frustration on his face and here's the other thing when you have players like Hollywood Brown wanting out when you have guys like Willie Sneed who know who are no longer here 
saying that this offense is not fit for wide receivers, which it's not. This Ravens offense is not built for wide receivers. This Ravens offense is built for running backs and tight ends. Going back to when Rome went to when Greg Roman was in San Francisco. This offense, even even when Greg Roman was in San Francisco, he had Michael Crabtree. He had ten. He had Michael Crabtree. He had Ted Ginn Jr. But but this offense was predicated around Frank Gore and Vernon Davis, and that's where and that's where the that's where this Greg Roman offense made its its money. And that has and that has continued over the last ten years into him coming here to Baltimore and him having the early success in this offense that he had with Lamar and and Lamar winning unanimous MVP. But at the same time, when you have receivers wanting out, when you have other receivers who are no longer with the organization saying what they say about this offense, when you have guys like Des Bryant leaving and saying what he says about the offense, criticizing the offense, that is a major problem. That is a major, major problem with this offense. And that shows that Greg Roman has a has a tremendous lack of, of creativity when it comes to this offense. He has no second or third or, I'm sorry, he has no, third or fourth or fifth or even sixth gear with this offense because that's not what this offense is meant to have. This offense is just not meant to have it. And so and with JK getting upset as he's gotten or getting up or getting as upset as he got, when you have your star running back getting up getting as upset as he got, along with receivers who have left this team who have said what they said about the offense when you have your star running back getting as upset as he's gotten, that eventually is going to trickle down to the rest of the roster. Because I can almost guarantee you this, and I'm, and honestly, this is my honest opinion. When your star, honestly, when your star running back comes out and he shows the frustration that J.K. Dobbins showed about not touching the ball as much as he felt he needed to touch it, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I can almost guarantee you there are other there are other offensive players in that locker room, privately, that won't say that they're flush, that won't say that they're frustrated publicly, but privately, they know that this offense is is predictable, and they know that this offense does not have a second or third or fourth or fifth or even sixth gear to it. They know it, which is why I can almost guarantee you it's not just J.K. who's upset. It's other guys in this offense who are. It's other guys in this offense who are probably upset. I can almost guarantee you, guys like James Proche are upset. Guys like Devin Duvernay are upset. Guys like Sammy Watkins are upset. And Sammy's been in this offense before, so he knows this offense. But at the end of the day, bottom line, John Harbaugh has a major decision to make with Greg Roman. If he brings back Greg Roman, if he brings Greg Roman back here next offseason, if he brings Greg Roman back next season, this is a major, major decision for for John Harbaugh to make. If he brings Greg Roman back here next season, and what happened with J.K. Dobbins in that last game against Cincinnati 
continues to happen on a more consistent basis, that frustration with JK is not only going to be with JK, but it's going to trickle down to the rest of the players on that offense, and John Harbaugh is going to end up losing the locker room. He's going to end up losing the locker room, period. I don't care what anybody says. He is. Because once one player starts to get frustrated, then that trickle-down effect starts to take a domino effect and the rest of the players on that foot and then and the rest of the players on that offense will start will start to get even more angry and more frustrated because they see the predictability, they see the lack of creativity, they see the un uh, uh they see the unpreparedness as far as in game situational game planning and they see it and they've seen it now for the last going on, it would be two and a half seasons now going into next year. So, John Harbaugh has a major decision to make. He, he, he has a major decision to make with Greg Roman. If you bring Greg Roman back, here's what John Harbaugh needs to do. If John Harbaugh brings Greg Roman back, one of the first things that needs to happen is that John Harbaugh and Greg Roman need to truly sit down and have a man-to-man conversation. They need to sit down and they need to talk to each other. And they and John Harbaugh needs to explain to Greg Roman that this is the philosophy and style of play that I want from this offense. When J.K.'s hot, give him the ball. When Mark Andrews is hot, give him the ball. When Gus Edwards is giving us five to six to seven yards to carry, give him the damn ball. And don't stop giving him the ball until he says, Coach, I tap out. I don't want the ball anymore. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot come into a game where J.K. Dobbins only touches the ball 17 times, and then when you really need a major play to be made, you don't give him the football. You cannot have that with Greg Roman as your play caller moving forward. So that's why I said, if Greg Roman, if John Harbaugh does decide to bring Greg Roman back, which I think would be a mistake. But if John Harbaugh does decide to bring Greg Roman back, John Harbaugh truly needs truly needs to sit down with Greg Roman and talk to him about the kind of philosophy and where he wants this offense to go moving forward with him. Now, I will say this. The Ravens put out an announcement that there will be a, a general manager head coach press conference this coming Thursday at 2.30 p.m. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of us out there are hoping that it's an announcement that Greg Roman is fired. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people out there who are expecting to hear that. And I'm pretty sure there are going to be a lot of questions about Lamar and his contract and things of that nature. Y'all know how I feel about Lamar and his contract. I'm not going to continue to keep telling you guys how I feel about that. Y'all know how I feel about that. Y'all And y'all have known how I felt about that for a long period of time. But with... John Harbaugh and GM Eric DaCosta having this this press conference at 2.30 p.m., that kind of says a lot about what they're probably going to end up saying during this press conference. I don't know what they're going to say. I'm going to tune in just like the rest of you all. But all in all, like I said before, the the state of the the state of this the state of the franchise's future success as far as as a franchise, potentially with Lamar Jackson, hinges on John Harbaugh making a major decision with Greg Roman. 
if he bring Greg, if he brings Greg Roman back, and things don't change, he's gonna start to lose players in that locker room. If he moves on from Greg Roman, and we do get a new offensive coordinator, I believe it's going to be in house, and I believe the new offensive coordinator is either gonna be James Urban, who's Lamar Jackson's quarterback coach, or T. Martin, who who's on that coaching staff as well who actually was an offensive coordinator at the University of Southern California with the USC Trojans. So it's either going to be one of those two guys. But bottom line is this. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And I believe and I believe as long as Greg Roman is here, the Ravens will not win a championship with him simply because this offense does not have a second or excuse me this offense does not have a second or third or fourth or fifth or even sixth gear. And I truly, truly, truly believe that. I truly believe that. I believe it's time to move on from Greg Roman. And John Harbaugh has a major decision to make. And this decision that he makes on whether or not to keep Greg Roman will determine the, the, the future success of this franchise offensively moving forward. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you guys why Ravens fans are starting to take Lamar Jackson for granted. That's coming up. Stay tuned. All right, Ravens Nation, welcome back to the show. Ravens Nation, as we all know, obviously the big, the big, big story in the NFL or one of the big stories outside of the NFL playoffs is Lamar Jackson and his contract situation. But I want to talk about Ravens fans for a minute. And I mentioned, I talked about the treatment of Lamar Jackson by Ravens fans in the last Ravens, in the last Ravens edition of my, my, of my show. And I really, I really am starting to feel like based off of comments that I've seen from a lot of Ravens fans and I've come to the conclusion that I that I believe that a lot of Ravens fans are really starting to take Lamar Jackson for, uh, take Lamar Jackson for granted and here's why I say Ravens fans are starting to take Lamar Jackson for granted okay let's backtrack for a minute 2018, the Ravens draft Lamar. Halfway through the season, the Ravens are 4-5. and five. Lamar Jackson starts, takes over the reins, leads the, and leads the Ravens to a division title and a playoff appearance. Fast forward, 2019, Lamar Jackson wins unanimous MVP, leads the Ravens to the number one seed, 14-2, and two, only unanimous MVP in league history. 2020, the Ravens go back to the playoffs on the road, and they come back from being down double digits on the road to the Tennessee Titans, led by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens defense. Then this year, or excuse me, in 2021, before Lamar Jackson got hurt, the Ravens were eight and three, number one seed in the AFC. Lamar Jackson gets hurt, he gets hurt, misses the last six games of the 2021 season. Ravens miss the playoffs. Then this year, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson kind of struggles a little bit. He starts to regress a teeny bit. Uh, not a teeny bit, but he starts to regress a little. 
and he ultimately ends up getting hurt and he ends up missing the final six games of which is me the final five to six games of the Ravens regular season and not only that not only that you also factor in the fact that outside of all of those things that Lamar Jackson has done during the regular season you factor in the fact that Lamar is handling his injury situation in the manner in which he wants to handle it. He's handling his contract situation in the manner in which he wants to handle it. Fans aren't happy about it. So now, and then not only that, he didn't he, he didn't show up to support his teammates for their regular season, or excuse me, their postseason role playoff game against Cincinnati, which by the way, I gave you guys the real reason as to why Lamar didn't show up for that game. In the last episode, I gave you guys the real reason as to why he didn't show up. So for anybody, so for all of you fans out there who want to continue to just throw, to just throw out your own idiotic and delusional opinions about why you believe Lamar didn't show up when I gave you the real reason as to why he didn't show up. If you want to have selective hearing, then that's on you. It's whatever. I could care less. Okay. So, um, but with that being said, I believe that Ravens fans, outside of the success that Lamar has had with this with this team, even with his struggles recently on the field, with the fact that Lamar is handling his injury situation and handling his contract situation in the manner in which he wants to handle it, with fans with fans treating him the way that they're treating him by saying certain things about him that they're saying, saying that he's a quitter, he's not that he quit on this team, he ain't a real leader, and all of this stuff, or saying that enough is enough with Lamar, it's time to trade him, this, that, and the third. Here's my question to all of you out there who I believe are starting to take him for granted. Here's my question to all of you out there who are coming up with all of these trade scenarios for Lamar. Oh, I want Justin Fields. Oh, what can we get for Derek Carr? You know, um, how can we find a way to get Tom Brady to come here? Even though I'm not saying that that's happening, I, I'm not saying that, that that there are fans out there that want Tom Brady to come here. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there in general. Okay. But for, for all of you out there that are coming up with all these trade scenarios and saying that we need to move on from Lamar, Lamar needs to go, it's time to move on from Lamar, outside of the small kind of head-scratching off the field, I don't want to say issues because they're not issues, outside of the, the things that we've seen Lamar do off the field as far as playing beach football, which was him having fun, him playing beach football, or him running routes against a high school kid on a basketball court, and 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 him taking a picture of how fast he was going on the highway. Outside of those things, take those things out. Yes, the speedometer thing, that was a mistake. But those other things that I mentioned, that was Lamar just simply having fun and living his life. So take those things out of the equation, okay? 
outside of those things, what can you honest? What can all of you fans honestly sit up here and say bad about Lamar that has caused all of you to say all of the things about him that that a lot of you out there are saying now, saying that he's a quitter, he's not a leader, enough is enough with him. I'm tired of him. He needs to go. He's not worth the money that that he's asking for. Like, I don't get it. I, I, I just, I, I truly don't understand it. And so for all of you out there who are, who are wishing and hoping that the Ravens trade him, all I'm going to say to you is this. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And I'm going to throw some QBs out there for you guys that I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there have already mentioned. Justin Fields. Justin Fields is almost pretty much in the same, or is going to eventually be in the same boat that Lamar is in. The Ravens are going to eventually have to pay Justin Fields like they have to pay Lamar right now. Okay? I've seen fans say, what can we get for Derek Carr? Derek Carr is not coming here. Okay? As much as I love Derek Carr, Derek Carr is not Lamar Jackson. Okay? He's not Lamar Jackson. Um, who else? Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm pretty sure there are probably fans out there who probably want the Ravens to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm pretty sure as a pipe dream, there are fans out there who want the Ravens to try and go get, say, a Tom Brady. Tom Brady ain't coming here. Aaron Rodgers is not coming here, okay? The Ravens are not trading for Justin Fields. There are probably fans out there who want the Ravens to try to see if they can make a trade for Tua. Tua, I wouldn't want Tua because Tua's injury prone. Two has had multiple concussions. So, at the end of the day, my question to you guys is this. If you want Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore so bad, and there are a lot of you out there who I'm pretty sure probably want him out of Baltimore, and you just want the Ravens to move on. If you want him gone so bad, all I'm going to say is this, and then, and then my question is, who are you going to replace him with? So, that's my question. Who are you going to replace Lamar Jackson with if the Ravens trade trade him? And be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Okay? Lamar Jackson is a generational talent. And not only that, here's the other thing that a lot of you Ravens fans out there need to think about. Okay? All of you out there, do you guys remember the Kyle Bowler years? From two, from 2002 to 2007, take away the 2003 and 2006 years where the Ravens made the playoffs. I'm talking about 2002, 2004, 2005, and 2007. That was a four-year period where the Ravens had Kyle Bowler at quarterback, and the Ravens were just atrocious on the offensive side of the football because of the quarterback position. Do y'all want to go through that again? Without Lamar Jackson. Now, I will say this. The Ravens can pull off what Seattle did. The Ravens are capable of doing that with a Geno Smith. Or with bringing in a guy like a, a Teddy Bridgewater. Or or bringing in a guy like a, a Andy Dalton or whatever the case may be. You can bring in a bridge guy and still find a way to be competitive and make the playoffs. I'm not saying that the Ravens aren't capable aren't capable of doing that because they are very well they are very capable of doing that. But 
I'm just simply saying to all of you fans out there, be careful what you wish for. For all of you out there that want Lamar Jackson gone and want him to be traded and are coming up with all these trade scenarios for him, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And my question to you, if we trade Lamar Jackson, who going to replace him? And I'm going to tell you this right now, and I'm going to continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. I don't care what anybody says. I honestly don't. I honestly don't at this point. I honestly don't. If we move on from Lamar Jackson, it is going to set our franchise back a few years. It's going to set our franchise back a few years, period. Bottom line, it's just that simple. It is just that damn simple. So, yes, a lot of you Ravens fans who are upset with Lamar for handling his contract situation and his injury situation the way that he says it, the way he the way that he sees fit to handle it. You guys are upset with him. Y'all are pissed off at him. Y'all are angry at him. All of you out there who don't know the real reason as to why he wasn't at the game, which I told you the real reason why, all of y'all are upset up him, are, are upset at him. Y'all are pissed off at him. And now y'all just coming out saying any damn thing because y'all mad at him and y'all pissed off at him. And now you guys are really starting to take him for granted. And yes, he has struggled. He has not. He, yes, he has not played to the level of his capabilities this season. We all know that. We all understand that. I'm not blind to it. He ain't blind to it. His teammate, his teammates aren't blind to it. Okay. But at the end of the day, bottom line, he's a generational talent, and. I believe that at the end of the day, Ravens fans, a lot of Ravens fans are really truly starting to take him for granted. And based off of everything that I've seen, it's just, it's just, it's not cool. It's, it's really, really not cool at all. So like I said before, be careful what a lot of you Ravens fans out there wish for who want him gone. Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. Be careful what you wish for. That's all I'm going to say. And not only that, not only that, as far as Lamar Jackson goes and the franchise tag, and I meant to say this, and I meant to mention this to, to a lot of you out there, I saw an article that talked about and this article was in Bleacher Report, and also Aaron Rappaport put this out there too, on Good Mo on Good Morning Football. He said that, um, also along with this article, he said that the Ravens are prepared to franchise tag Lamar Jackson. And a lot of you out there who don't know or who aren't familiar with what the franchise tag is, let me explain to you what the franchise tag is. Is okay. This is what it is. And this article that I found. Is from um, is from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay, this is what the NFL franchise tag consists of. The franchise tag is a designation that will that allows NFL teams to select one player, one player set to be an unrestricted free agent, and guarantees another year under under contract if certain conditions are are met. 
Each team receives one franchise tag per year and can and can be applied either exclusive or non-exclusive. Now, okay, here's where the Ravens putting a certain type of franchise tag on Lamar Jackson comes in. The Ravens can either give Lamar can either slap Lamar Jack well, excuse me, can either give Lamar Jackson an exclusive franchise tag or a non-exclusive franchise tag. Here's what the exclusive franchise tag is. The exclusive the exclusive franchise tag is this. Teams must offer this the, the exclusive franchise tag is teams must offer the selected player a one year contract no less than either the average of the top five salaries at the player's position based on April of the current year or 120% of the player's previous year's salary, whichever is greater. And the and here's what the non-exclusive franchise tag is. Teams must offer the selected player a one-year contract no less than the average of the top five cap hits of that player's position or 120% of the player's previous, previous year's salary, whichever is greater. So... Pretty much what that means is, and Ian Rappaport explained it. He said if the Ravens slap Lamar Jackson, or if the Ravens put the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, then that means that Lamar Jackson is is not going to go anywhere. He's not going anywhere, and he's going to be there for that one, um, and he's going to be there for the 2023 season. If the Ravens give Lamar Jackson the non-exclusive franchise tag, then that will give other teams a chance to come in. If the Ravens cannot agree, if the Ravens and Lamar can't can't agree on a contract, if the Ravens give Lamar Jackson the the non-exclusive franchise tag, then that's going to give other teams the ability to come in and possibly try to make a deal with the Ravens on trade compensation for Lamar. And and they're gonna and they're going to uh, the the uh, the other team is going to have a chance to give a contract offer to Lamar, and the Ravens are going to have a chance to match it. And if the Ravens choose not to match it, then the Ravens will trade him. So that's where the franchise tag situation with Lamar comes in. They can either put the exclusive franchise tag on him, or they can put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Exclusive or non-exclusive? I expect the Ravens to put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him instead of the non-exclusive because that means that he will be here in Baltimore for the 2023 season and no other team will be able to touch him. So that's where the franchise tag situation stands with him. But after saying all of that, like I said before, and I've said it a couple of times already, for all of you Ravens fans out there who want Lamar gone, be careful what you wish for. For all of y'all out there that want him traded, that 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 are saying that he quit on the team, that he's not a leader, this, that, and the third, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. And my and again, like I like I asked earlier, the other question is this: if we trade him, who's going to replace him? Who you got replacing him? Because there ain't no quarterback outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes. And and that's a pipe dream beyond pipe dreams. 
there is no quarterback that is going to be as dynamic as him that, and is going to be as generational of a talent as him that's going to come in and replace him. It's just that simple. So if we trade him, if we trade him, who's going to replace him? That's my question to you. And I'm going to leave it at that. But coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's going to be time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. All right, Ravens Nation, welcome back to the show. You know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. As we all know, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, Ravens Nation, this Lamar Jackson situation, it's just getting started. Like, we haven't even gotten to the offseason yet, and there's just speculation all over the place about what the Ravens could do, what they should do, what Lamar could do, what he, what he should do, and this, that, and the third. So my questions to you guys are this. How do you how do you guys believe the Lamar Jackson situation will end? What do you think will happen with Lamar Jackson? Do you believe the Ravens will trade him? Or do you think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens will come to an agreement on a contract extension? Do you guys believe the Ravens will franchise tag him and then trade him? Do you guys believe that the Ravens will put the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar and Lamar will be a Raven in 2023. I would love to know the answer to these questions from you guys. How do you guys believe this Lamar Jackson situation will end? Will will a contract extension be agreed upon between the Ravens and Lamar? Will Lamar get the franchise tag? Will Lamar get the non-exclusive or exclusive franchise tag? Will Lamar get traded? Will Lamar just flat out leave in the free agency and go to another team? How do you believe this situation will, with Lamar Jackson will end? I've said to you guys on numerous occasions how I felt about it, and I said this earlier on in the show, and I've said this like going, going back episodes upon episodes upon episodes with Lamar. And you guys know how I feel, so I'm not going to continue. I'm not going to continue to give my opinion on something that I've given my opinion on bunches and bunches of times because you guys know how I feel about it already. You guys know where I stand on it. I would love to know how you guys feel about this. How do you guys believe this situation will end with Lamar Jackson? I would love to know the answer to your thoughts on that. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Ravens Nation, for tuning in to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast, Baltimore Ravens edition. I really, really do appreciate all of you listening in. I cannot wait to see what this Lamar Jackson situation ends up turning into. I'm very excited about it, but also extremely nervous, as I'm sure a lot of you Ravens fans out there are. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of Ravens fans out there that, that just that just want this to be over with and just they just want it to be done because they're tired of it. But at the end of the day, all we have to do is just sit back and just sit back and just wait and see what happens with not only Greg Roman, but with Lamar Jackson this offseason. Because this entire offseason will start with Lamar Jackson. And then once it starts with Lamar, there's going to be a domino effect after that. Whether the domino effect is good or whether the domino effect is bad. So I cannot wait to see how this entire situation with Lamar ends. 
So, but thank you all for listening. I really, really do appreciate you all. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at quietsoul24, lowercase q-u-i-e-t, lowercase s-o-u-l-24. You can follow me on Facebook at Jared Dawkins, J-A-R-E-D, Dawkins, D-A-W-K-I-N-S. If you have any Ravens-related questions that you would like to ask me, you can send them to my email at jdawkins24 at yahoo.com, lowercase j, lowercase d-a-w-k-i-n-s, 24 at yahoo.com. Thank you, Ravens Nation. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm out. Peace. Go Ravens.